Hello and welcome to the Billowing Hilltop podcast. Thanks for listening, dear readers. It is much appreciated. Thanks for sticking with us on our strange adventures. If you're listening to this on release, then a piece of news and information for you. We will be at Dragon Meet this Saturday, the 3rd of December. It's being held at the Novotel in Hammersmith. Visit dragonmeet.co.uk for tickets and information. You can expect to see new and old games to play. There are industry panels. There will be book signings. There will be an art show. There will be bring and buy. There's a trading hall. There are cosplay events. And there are demos of new games, tournaments. And of course, you get the chance to make new friends, hang out with fellow gamers. We will be in the podcast zone. And you will be able to recognize us because, of course, we are so very, very old. Come and say hello if you get the chance to come along. It would be great to see you. So for once, I have actually had some news and information. But other than that, I've got nothing. Uh, social media, blah, blah. We've set up camp on Mastodon, on Dice.camp. Uh, you can find us at Billowing Hilltop. We're on Twitter, at Billowing Hilltop. As always, you can find us on Facebook. You can email us. Ratings and reviews are much appreciated. Otherwise, that's it. Let's push on with episode 118 of the Billowing Hilltop podcast, Night Swimming. Try again. Uh, no, nothing. Anything? What's going on now? Uh, oh, try again. Ah, there we go. Paul, anything? Yeah, it's coming. Paul? Yeah, I can see some lights. Okay, oh, hold up. Oh, yes, yes, Paul. Hello. Oh, God. Okay. Let okay, just... it doesn't look very nice, but it just... makes a noise. That's good enough stretch. for us. Uh, let's get started. <laughs> oh, yeah, we go. Don't stretch that. Whatever you do, don't stretch that. <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> Where have I been? How much do you remember of what? Any... Well, we'll have to catch you it up. It all went dark all of a sudden. How is everybody? Good evening, everyone. Very well, thanks. Very well, thank you. I had my booster on Saturday. I was basically off my tits on vaccine on Saturday night. Mm. I was watching Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. It was like either Ted Lasso's got like a lot more complicated really quickly, or, or my brain has fallen off, and it turned out to be the latter. Yeah, I started watching Andor, <laughs> the most complicated program. Andor is just awesome. It's just a different league from Obi Wan bollocks, yeah, and Boba shite, yeah. Well, it's for grown-ups. It's just yeah. really good. Well, it's got Fiona Shaw in it, and everything with Fiona Shaw in yeah. it. You like, yes, this is true. Then I just had a very odd night, very weird dreams involving loads of wasps. <laughs> um, well, which have sort of. Well, been... that was real, wasn't it? Yes, we had a wasp's nest. Did you get somebody in to get rid of it, or did you have to do it yourself? It's very disappointing. The man turned up and he didn't have a giant wasp on his van, nor did he have like big googly goggles, or wore a black and yellow striped <laughs> jumper. And basically, his chap was basically younger than most of the wasps, right? And he must have been about. Where was the wasp nest? They're in the roof space. The call is coming from inside the house. They started appearing like everywhere. Put it this way. You're sitting around on a summer's day. A wasp comes into the room with you and it grabs your attention. You can't really relax until it's been dealt with. We were getting about 50 a day. Oh, shit. And they were coming through from the roof space and just sort of emerging in mysterious ways, just appearing everywhere. And at this time of the year, apparently... According to this teenager, they pump out future queens. So you're getting these big bastards. He said there were thousands and thousands and thousands of them up there. And you were just like, oh, fuck it. 
can't sleep at night yeah, anymore. God, but have you eliminated them now? He basically said that if they zap the nest from the outside, you tend to get 10 times as many as you would normally get in a rush as they push into the building to try and get away. <laughs> he said if you're getting 30 to 50 a day or whatever, you're going to get three to 500 if we zap the oh nest. So our God. firm recommendation is we don't. Huh. And that was it. He went. It's an interesting business model, isn't it? It's just like, no, we can't really do anything. Yeah. You just have to wait till they go away. Okay, yeah, he came, yeah, he basically came around and said, oh, I wouldn't touch it. <laughs> and you're like, what? He looked a bit like, <laughs> that's not very nice. I was like, he spends all day, surely, right? Or maybe he doesn't. Maybe that's how their business model works. They never actually do anything. <laughs> they just charge a call-out fee. And then every single call-out, he's just got the van full of stuff. He doesn't know what any of it does. So did they charge a call-out? <laughs> yeah, they charge you 50 quid to turn up. Oh, I see. So I was like, okay, yes, 50 pounds, yes, come round. And he, who knows? Yeah, because when he was, basically knows nothing about wasps. He was stoned out of his tiny mind. He was about 16, <laughs> knows nothing about wasps. When I showed him all the wasps inside, he was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, the fuck that's, is a that? big one. that's a big one. The fuck is that? It's fine. And then uh, he was like, don't do anything about it. And then off he, off he dr- drove in his stone. D&D. Yeah. Yeah. Right. D&D. Yeah, D&D. Where were we? We're in the lobby. We're in the lobby. We're in the lower level, uh, Paul, of the, the yeah. ziggurat. Yeah. And they found a gelatinous cube, which is gone. Yeah. When you look on the map, you won't see it. Yeah. See, I gather uh, through the back channels that my cunning plan didn't work. No. What was your cunning plan? The cunning plan I had with Lucas, which yeah, was... Yeah, well, I tried. I know you did. No, I'm very grateful. I think it was a, it was a good uh, it was a very good plan, which was to go up. Mike was obviously well, well onto it already straight away. So it was just and like, then I have no okay. idea what you're talking about. Well, we, the idea was to go up <laughs> we were to scheming. the library as before and then right. come out of combat. And then the yeah, moment we were we out of combat, anyway, that happened. Alessandra would yeah. hurtle back down again and use yeah. the assassination feat to take one of them out because it would then be a they hadn't done anything yes well you did get to do that but it was on the jelly back into their little cubby holes so it was like it was on the jelly cube no chance okay did she actually do anything we've killed one gelatinous cube and one beetle yeah we've got one beetle that's right ran away and now we've got the three angels have just come through the door if you remember readers and paul from the lobby which is the room to the north of the Mm. horrible lake of worms you can turn left through a basically a pinch point into a big room with bodies lined head to toe Perfectly preserved bodies covered in dust uh, with green marble plaques or whatever inset into the walls. All a bit weird. Then there's another pinch point on the other side of that room and then another opening. And in that second pinch point, there was a gelatinous cube. And in the gelatinous cube, there was a green crystal, just like the green crystal that you retrieved from the many-eyed Blamange monster under the stadium in book, whatever the hell that book was, book five? Anyway, the gladiator one. Yeah. Behind the gelatinous cube were the beetles. And the gelatinous cube was stopping the sound of the beetles coming through. Right. You cast a silent spell in the centre of the room with the bodies in it, and you just basically laid into the gelatinous cube. Alessandra did get her assassination strike on it, I think. Mm. Yeah. The skeletons that were floating in the gelatinous cube animated and attacked as well. You dealt with them, and you killed a beetle. I think Burple killed a beetle. Oh. Did Burple kill a beetle? Yes. So you killed the like beetle, that. and you've killed the kiosk guard, kiosk knight. Oh Bob yes, says. it was. It was yeah. Burple who killed the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very good at that kind Burple of. Was super effective. Finishing off. Uh, excuse yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm lethal at range and in melee. He's know. very good at finishing people off. Yeah. With a couple of strokes. Yeah. 
they didn't bother with the knight's parlour and the three, uh, are they called? So- no, the Kios knights, they didn't bother with. They just left them. They just okay. thought, what's the point of that? Yeah. And then at the end of last week, the angels reappeared and I interrupted their turn. And in a sort of silly, dramatic fashion, I brought them all out and put them on the map. But really, we're going to deal with them one at a time. I think that's it, isn't it? Have I forgotten anything? You did something in the library, but I can't remember what you did. Ran away. No, it was something else. It was yeah. We were what I what I wanted to role playing was, based, wasn't it? Yeah, it was to do with the Age of Worms, uh, the the prophecies around the Age of Worms, and what I'm trying That's to right. do is identify which prophecy, if there are any prophecies which haven't come to pass, where we could go. Well, okay, probably, so we I need to probably, worry about that. Yeah, I think the answer to your question is that there are two that maybe Markus thinks have come to pass but you're not certain that they have one is uh, the three parts spirit will be joined or something and the other was that the hero from the pit will hand a city to the forces of evil or something like that he thinks that one of them is about the ebon triad and the other one didn't we stop um, the ebon triad from coming together though you stopped something yeah yes in the dark cathedral you well the creature was activated only as you killed the end-of-level boss in the third section. The D- Dark Cathedral was divided into three sections, effectively a shrine to the three the three gods. Mm. And you defeated the kind of high priest of each of the three gods. And as you defeated the third, the creature from the pool, the black pool in the Dark Cathedral, surged into life. You missed this, but you heard it happen. And then it attacked Diamond Lake, and you saw the aftermath of that. But clearly that was not the birth of the great overgod of the Ebon Triad. It was just a sort of weird creature. What might have happened if they'd had their way or completed their foul plans? Who knows? So maybe you did interrupt something. Yes. Or maybe that's just like a sideshow something and else. the real Ebon Triad, right, is still, yeah, to, still okay. to come. Who knows? My point is they might try again in a different way. If that yeah, was yeah, yeah, what yeah, we absolutely. think it is. Well, you think it was cultists of the Ebon Triad that tried to so kill thought, you when you first arrived yeah, at Evil Were they trying to summon the... This uber god or evil evil thing. I don't know. It's a little complicated because your sense was that even though maybe they were motivated or they were taking orders from Rachnian, you think, and Rachnian turned out not to be a cultist of the Ebon Triad, but instead to be a cultist of Chios. It's almost like the cult of Chios is is behind the curtain of the Ebon Triad, like the power behind the throne. Yeah. Right. Angel number three. The first angel comes flying out from the chamber that Alessandra heard the faint sound of trickling water through the door when she listened. It recorporealizes, sweeps up into the northern part of the lobby, doesn't attack. And the same is true of the other two angels. So they all emerge and spread out into the chamber. Somebody give me an arcana check. Anybody or everybody can give me arcana checks as they watch this take place. I get a massive two. Mm-hmm. That's obviously going to be 17. insufficient. 17 is definitely sufficient. Everybody else can chill. Burple, yeah. you get the distinct sense that they were not particularly happy to be recorporealizing. As in, they may have a finite range on that. It looks like they, maybe they went incorporeal to come through the door and come after you, but didn't have enough incorporeality left to use it to strike against you and use their awful power so they've recorporealized and spread out into the room rather than have an attack okay that may be useful mechanically yeah, at so some point i don't know they've got to yeah. they can only go incorporeal for so far yes that yes means. obviously quite a long way yeah 
but not infinitely. It doesn't look like they can spend all their time incorporeal. Yeah. The last thing that happens in this turn is Sessions and Sandy. Can you both give me perception checks, please? Oh, yeah. 15. Oh, wait a minute. Sorry. It's okay. doesn't matter because <laughs> Graham has rolled double 18. That yeah. is pretty impressive, Graham. Double I'm, 22. I've got 18. Uh, Sessions and Sandy, you hear a sort of wet, slurpy, sloshing sound coming from your south, coming from back towards the oh, big God. lake of horrible worms. It doesn't sound like a great giant creature, and it doesn't sound like the whispering slither of thousands of worms. It sounds like... A single big... It sounds like somebody climbing out of a swimming pool. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, there is the naga. And Sandy can't see it from where she is. She can see... You know what? Yes, you can. Sandy, you see a an armoured, like a plate mail armoured hand reach up <laughs> and grab onto the edge of the crumbled bit of corridor that serves as a sort of beach to the sea of worms. And then you see a, another hand and then a form starts pulling itself up out of the pool. It looks like it's humanoid, quite difficult to make out much more because it's sort of covered in worms and greenish so the kiosk knights have swum swum over from the that's what i'm suspecting waterfalls it is purple on nine i'm going to do synaptic static on those three angels 20 foot radius yes uh dc of the save dc 15 intelligence save and i'm going to do it through my I'm going to do it through my rod, my metamagic rod. Oh, okay. Okay, they've got a decent intelligence save. Don't say that. But, well, they have. They've got a decent intelligence save. I don't want to know. We'll just see how they do. Uh, Angel number one, please. Rolls a... Fails with a seven. Excellent. Angel number two, please. Fails with a five. Angel number three, please. Fails with oh. a nine. 48 points How much damage? damage? They all explode. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. Really? It's psychic damage, right? Yeah. 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 They all, in unison, put their hands to their ears, to their exploded. temples, shriek, scream, and then they just detonate in a kind of catastrophic burst of brain explosion. Vulnerable to psychic damage. A couple of things happen when this happens. First thing that Hit happens, points. Hit points is that Parker and Sandy, you get your hit points back. Oh, God, for that. A skein of dark mist oh, that makes coalesces out of the exploding remnants of those angels and back into you, and you feel yourself re-energized. That's the first thing that happens. Second thing that happens is that you are all seized, like taken out of the moment, and seized by a vision, let me tell you about the vision that you are seized by as soon as I have looked it up. <laughs> You're in the torture chamber all of a sudden. You're transported. You're swooped up out of the instant. But where the room was full of old dilapidated equipment and effectively the room was in ruins and the only thing that was kind of pristine were these glass walls holding back thousands upon thousands of luminescent chaos worms. The ruins waver and fade they're replaced by a well-equipped torture chamber. Wailing victims strapped to horrific devices hang in the background from chains. 
In the foreground stand two figures. One is a handsome man dressed in flowing robes. Facing him is a strange, six-armed creature that looks as much insect as it does humanoid. The insect creature's eyes are hollow sockets containing pinpoints of light deep within. Its flesh is rotting and festering, and the green robes it wears are old and moth-eaten. The creature wields a long green crystal rod in one hand and a cruel hooked rod in another. In two other hands, it holds a jeweled gold box that it presents to the man who takes it and sets it upon a table. He opens it and using a pair of iron tongs withdraws a writhing green worm. The man's expression changes to one of exultation as he looks upon the worm. Then the vision fades. So this man, do we recognize him as Kiers? We've seen him seem seen to be before. the same figure as in the other visions. And you're back in the room. And as you return, it seems like no time has passed. You feel the benevolence of Ort shine upon you. And you are elevated to 12th level. Alessandra and Buggy, 13th level. And we're going to apply those level changes now. Why not? Why not? Why not? Okay. Ooh. We haven't nice. finished off the other beetle yet, by the way. Well, we'll worry about that in a minute. Okay. Unfortunately, 13th level means fuck all to me. 13th level would be good for oh, me. Oh, no. 7th level spells, I think. That's all sorts of <laughs> extra stuff. 12 is a feat. Yeah, I got a good feat at 12. 13th gives me... I took alert, which gave me the plus 5 to initiative, uh, which is really good. And I can't be surprised while I'm conscious. And other creatures don't Very gain good. advantage. On attack rolls against you as a result of being unseen, blah, blah, blah. But the plus five on initiative helps. Yeah. Ooh, clench of the north wind. Well, that fits well. <laughs> oh, dear. I often do that when I'm in public. I'm in polite company. I clench this, my north wind. This elemental discipline is just basically innuendo paradise. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go round the table as I'm Let's listening. Should we do it in initiative order or should we do it? We could do it. We just stay in initiative order. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you like level up as the first thing we're you do. We're still in initiative, aren't we? We're still in combat, so... Yeah, so we could start with Burple and we could work our way around. Uh, Burple's taking... Ooh! Burple's taking... Ooh! Warcaster. Oh, I don't like the sound of the tour. What is that? which basically means you get advantage on concentration saving throws. It's the first thing. You get... Nice. It's a you, feat, right? It's a feat, yeah. Um, you get advantage on uh, concentration rolls. You get uh, to be able to cast... The somatic components of spells, even when your hands are taken out with weapons or shields or things like that. Nice. Yes. Mm. And uh, what's the last thing? I forgot the last thing. And instead of a, an attack of opportunity, you can cast a spell with a casting time of one action. So you're basically challenging um, sessions for the premier. Um, well, I can spell use a caster. reaction to cast a spell at somebody. No, it's more like. That's really like how you like bars to be. Exactly. Bars. That's like a ma- right that's like a ma- magus or a magus or an eldritch knight or whatever. Yep. You like that, yeah? Combat casting. Well, that's, that's basically what I want. Yeah. So, so Burple has two swords. He's pretty good in combat because nice. he can throw a load of yeah, 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 into yeah. those things. He can haste himself, and then he can cast spells while in combat. Really, kind of quite nicely. That's terrific. Suits Anything me. else? Hit points. No, all the other point. boring stuff, right? That's it. Yeah. Well, you twelfth though, right? Twelfth. Yeah. If you're 12th, that means you're... Oh, no, no, it's 13th when you go up a, a level of proficiency and everything, isn't it? 
Yes. That's all I uh, You get more spells. Did you get to pick new any no. new spells? No, but I can swap one out. That's a good point. I'm going to swap out... I mean... There yeah, was a spell okay. I was going to swap I mean, in. let's not... It's the benevolence of all. I'm saying... Mm. Okay, maybe I'll wait until... Well, take a th- you can take your... I'll tell you what, you can you can think about it, but let's not have you pick it, like, <laughs> you know, yeah. right at the instant that, yeah, that would be a bit, yeah. you know. Okay, and we move on to Uncle Beggy. That's quite a successful round for Purple. Yeah. Very successful round for Purple. I mean, you have to say that was a bit of a winner. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> Got up a level. <laughs> Just kill those guys, rescued their hit points, triggered a vision, went up a level. Uh, who's next? <laughs> Uh, Uncle Buggy, do you want to level up and then take your action? Uh, yeah. Yes. So, um, okay. I so you're didn't level. really have time to prepare, but I kind of know what I want to do anyway. So I'm going up a level of the cleric. No shit. Yes. Because the barbarian is a shite. <laughs> <You've got laughs> Sorry. So- Whoever wrote the barbarian, please, you know, redo it. What? I think you've said this. Go and do something else. I think that's unlikely. Johnny. Anyway, I'm not going to rant about the Barbarian. So I'm now an 8th level Cleric, which gives me a uh, ability score increase. I had a quick look at the feats, yeah. but I think I'll go with the ability increase. I'm going to increase my constitution. So I've now got another hit point per level. So I've got 145 hit points <laughs> What? normally. And then if I'm raging, obviously that's doubled. So that's like 290 hit points. Oh my God. It's not strictly true. You get damage reduction, well, yeah, right? You get resistance. But it, it sounds just, better. Makes yeah, you feel warm. Better. 290 warm hit points. Yeah. And then I'm going to do uh, get a spell, which I haven't picked yet. Um, and that's me. I'll try and work it out in a bit. Have I got to do my round now? Yes, you do. I was going to run you after the not have beetle, one. if that's okay right. with everybody. Yeah. yeah. 5, 10, 15, 20, 20. Seeing by the light of your flaming sword. Yeah, so I'm running through the silent spell. Mm, I've yeah, got yeah, yeah. basically I've got to hit something, otherwise my rage finishes. And I think it might be my last. Ra- no, I don't know, but it's uh, I've got to use my rage. Don't want to lose it. Okay. Uh, can I see the next room? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all of this is being revealed to you. Hopefully, there's not a whole load of them. 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 Okay, I'll run out and bash it. Okay, so my first roll is... This is, is the beetle. Okay. 24. 24's a hit on the beetle. The last surviving beetle. Ringo. 22 points of damage. Six okay. of which is fire. Yeah, yeah. Next attack. Mm-hmm. Bugger. <laughs> 10. I guess that's a miss. That's a miss. Yeah. And then I'm moving backwards. He can take a, get an attack opportunity if he wants. I see where you're, I see where you're going with this. Let me just check on that, actually. I just need to check something. I think that through a piece of, basically, rule admin, basically through a rule loophole, you're going to be okay. Yes, precisely. Right. Yes, it'll take its attack of opportunity on you, obviously. I see a lot of range finding going on. I'm just checking angles. Yes, it's always you. It attacks you with its bite. It's not particularly effective, but let's see how it does. Rolling a... uh, Armor class 16 is not going to be enough. No. I'm almost certain. And then I'm okay. moving back into the silence. Yes, I got gotcha. you. Just around Do you want me corner. to tell you what you saw yes. when you were out in that other chamber? Yes, please. Well, it was like 
That chamber that you're in now, the chamber with the silence spell in it that you run back into, is called the Chamber of the Long Sleep. This second chamber is also called the Chamber of Long Sleep, but it's north and south, but we're not going to get into that. But here, the bodies have not remained preserved. Here, there are just skeletons. They're neatly arranged on the ground. They're surrounded by kind of um, halos of stonework stained with ancient decay. In other words, you can see that these bodies have rotted and stained the ground around them and just left the skeletons after countless, you know, hundreds of years of whatever. So whereas you've got these perfectly preserved corpses in the room you're standing in, the next room, obviously whatever enchantment or whatever sorcery was going on has not applied. Uh, You can also see south. There's a corridor that runs south away from you, 10 foot wide. It's where the beetle seems to have been heading as it was chittering away. You can't see that far using your flame tongue, but what you can see is you can see enough that it heads about 40 feet south and then takes a left-hand turn, which you can't see down, and then seems to extend off further to the south. That is what you could see. Okay. Uh, That's my go. I'll let you know when I've picked my spell. Yeah. Top of the next round, I'm sure you'll pick it right at the moment where it's most advantageous to have whatever. On 20, time to level up for uh, Alessandra, also 13th level. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. 13th level is just amazing. I get this, I don't get any choice in this, I just get something called Imposter, which says, at 13th level, I mean, this is incredible, you gain the ability to unerringly mimic another person's speech, writing, and behaviour. You must spend at least three hours studying these three components of the person's behaviour, listening to speech, examining handwriting, and observing mannerisms. Your ruse is indiscernible to the casual observer. If a wary creature suspects something is amiss, you have advantage on any charisma deception check you make to avoid detection. I can see that becoming really useful. Anyway, I'll take Incredibly useful in the next adventure, should you survive. Oh. There's an interesting question there. So, wait a second. It's speech, behaviour, and writing, but not appearance, which is probably why they get a role, right? If they scrutinise you, they get a role. I think earlier, an earlier, uh, here we go, infiltration expertise at ninth level. Starting at ninth level, you can unfailingly create a false, false identities for yourself. That's not the same thing. That's uh, like Donald Pleasance in The Great Escape. Yeah. Um, Thereafter, if you look, then you're like, no. I think that's fine. But you're so if you had disguise or you used, oh, I don't know. We'll worry about it later. Um, the point being here is that yeah. you can't literally physically change yourself to look like somebody else, but you can behave and sound exactly like. And certainly, if somebody didn't know exactly what you look like, yeah, then you easy to pass yourself off as somebody else because you can also create a fake identity, right? But if you're being observed or you encounter somebody who knows the person and knows exactly what they look like they'd probably get a role because everything about you would seem to be that person but mm-hmm. you know it depends how well you can disguise yourself yeah right have you have you uh, is that it hit points extra Ex- you get an extra point of get, thingy don't you I get hit points and uh, that's about it really but I haven't no, yet no. checked out the rest of the the gubbins well 13th level your proficiency bonus goes up by one um, so everything else bonus, goes up by one yeah proficiency bonus is now plus five um, right, so now you've got an extra point. That's everything. Every attack roll, every skill check, every saving throw that you're proficient in. That's pretty nice. It's all got everything's gone up by one. I'm just going to see if the, the um, sneak attack. Oh. Sneak attack. Oh, 7d6. Oh my god. Has that gone up from 5d6? Uh, yeah. No, it was 6d6. It's right. now 7d6. Bloody hell. Okay. So, yeah, now what do you want to do? The choice is to go. Can you put the thing crawling, the, the kiosk? Uh, night crawling out of the seal worms on the 
map, please. I can. The question is, has it had a has it had a action in combat, and has it had a turn? Well, I mean, it's acted in the initiative sequence. Has it taken a turn in the combat? Yes. I mean, it's yes. It hasn't attacked, but it's I'm taken a turn in the sense that it's moved. It's climbed up. It's gotten an initiative number, and on its initiative, it's climbed up. So you rule I don't have advantage on attack rolls with the assassinate. Uh, I would say you don't have an advantage on attack rolls. It's not like a surprise. It's not a surprise. Uh, like, oh, I wasn't expecting this. It's yeah. like an active threat, hostile, climbing out of the pool in order to come for you. So it's no. All right, guys, Beetle or Kiosk Knight? Beetle. Give me a perception check. Take out I think we gun. should finish off the beetle so that it doesn't yeah. come back to annoy us just at the okay. wrong moment. Perception of 25. That's wrong. It'd be you're studying 26. it, thinking about whether or not you're going to... It's hinge head. Oh, it's fuck. Hinge. oh shit. Into oh, the... the uh, into the silence. Into the silence. Yeah, yeah, into the silence we go. Well, shoot it and move... Well, you can move and fire at the beetle from within the silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just which one do you want me to attack? Because I wasn't the last week's order. Let's take out the guns. Beetle. All right. I'll take out the guns, yeah. Sessions is going to move before it, isn't he? <laughs> Shooting at the beetle. Shooting at the beetle. Uh, because we've gone up, I'm going to have to... No, uh, it's plus nine. Okay. Oof. Oof. Hitting arm plus 28. That is a hit, of course. Doing 12 points of damage. Okay. This thing is pretty seriously injured, Paul. I mean, not like Death's Door, but it's... The, your experience so far in the ziggurat yeah. has been that everything that you face has just, you know, absolutely got buckets of hit points and they're just yeah. absolutely impossible to bring down well this thing buggy's hit it and you've hit it and it's yeah. looking like it's quite mangled quite, quite mangled. can i tell you my spell just before I go on to someone else yeah sure it's guardian of faith fourth level spell so i create a kind of spectral warrior that occupies a space where it was unoccupied and then just um, does sort of hit if you go near it you have to do a saving throw take radiant damage any anyone hostile but it doesn't require concentration. Right, so it's and basically just a have it. character that just looks after you. Yeah, I could do it in doorways or next to me when I'm fighting and then start raging or something. Awesome. Right, and I that's just got to do... No, it's not quite Sandy. She's going to move no, up against sandy. the wall and use her reaction to do a hide. Yeah. Let's talk about this hide power. Hide... Can you give me the specifics? Give you, give you the bits on it. Can you hide in plain sight is really my question. If something can directly observe you, can you disappear? Do you appear to vanish? Okay. Or are you stepping into the shadows of the wall, and of which we will presume there are some, and a new person, I don't know, running around the corner, for example, may not see you? Do, do you see where I'm going with this? Yeah, I get you. I'm looking it up. Hide. Cool. Hide. We'll worry about that in a bit. You're doing it anyway, whatever happens, so it doesn't matter. On 16, Parker. If it is the real Parker. If it is the real Parker. Right, well, levelling up. So I get, get 12. 1d8 now on all damage rolls and a new okay. monastic tradition feature, which I yes. need to work out. The promising options appear to be I can spend four key points and cast a fireball, or I can spend yes. four key points and cast shatter. Three key points for a shatter. Oh, that's quite interesting. Or right. fly, although so I don't, I'm not sure whether fly is really useful given the amount of walls. Depends, that I can depends walk on up. whether or not you need to be on the ground or not. What yeah. about the? What? How many? Well, how many dice fireball? Sorry, what's the? What? Uh, uh, what caster level? 
I need to work on a few minutes when you... Sorry, can Doesn't I matter. just notice something? I think it's... What did you notice? Uh, eighth level. level cleric. I also get divine smite. That's sort of a divine smite feat. 1d8 th- extra yes. thunder damage on one of my hits. Oh, cool. Anyway, the 1d8 yeah. damage is quite nice. That should uh, improve things. Although, uh, it's another couple of levels before I get an extra plus one on attacks. So. Sorry, just to clarify, perhaps because I wasn't really taking it all in. You don't have to choose now between shatter and fireball or whatever. You, it's I, a it's a power that you you get to pick one of the things, right? Yes, I will at the time. No, I have to I have to choose one of them, and then I can. It's one of the now now forever. Yes. Ah, okay. Well, we'll leave you to choose that. But I but can, you can have, have your attack. turn first. Yes. Well, I will do exactly yes. the same as Buggy. Okay. I will go up to the beetle. Oh, I see. I think meant like poo yourself, drink half a <laughs> bottle of scotch, poo yourself, and get thrown out of a pub. Okay, yep. And have a and have a and have an attack on the bu- on the beetle. On the bug. On the big. On the bug. On the, bug, on the, on big, the beetle. On the big bug. On so, the big bug beetle. Um, Off you go. Hitting armor class seventeen is a hit on the beetle because they've got a crap armor class. So that's eight plus three fire. Right. And then. Uh, hitting armor class 11 miss is a miss and then the arm strike oh, is oh god hitting armor class 9 that's also a miss and then the final yeah. hit <laughs> it's a 7 armor class 14 armor class 14 is a oh I think armor class 14 is a hit you know uh, Parker it is a hit Parker lovely another 9 points of damage okay it looks Solidly, I mean, more than solidly bloodied. And then I will move. Back it looks like in. it's on its way downhill rather than on its way uphill. And then you're running back into the silent spell, back yes. into the first chamber of long sleep. And oh, on. hold on, hold on. So Ooh. I do have the option. It can make a Constitution a. saving throw DC 14. It's got a decent Constitution save. Here we go. It rolls a. Uh, yep, yeah, it makes that save. Okay. What well, was it? Mind. All right, back in back into the uh, silence. Where we go? Sessions on eleven. Yep. The conundrum of um, whether to take tough and get all those lovely extra hit points. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, a good one. The yeah. lovely extra hit points. Yeah, it'd be twenty. What, how would you get one per level? Two per level, I think. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. It's a very very tempted by that. What would that put you on? Like one hundred and thirty-five. I was tempted by lucky. Like I already have that. So tough. <laughs> it's really tempting. Go the other one it. that I quite like the look of, I mm-hmm. think that might be quite interesting, is Shadow Touched Wisdom, Ooh. which gives me the one point uh, wisdom bump to 20, which would be cool. Oof. Moving the DCs of all my spells up. And that also would give me the spell Invisibility that I can cast once a day. And another okay, spell. Yeah, well, I know which one I'd pick. I'd pay that. How often do you get to your last 24 hit points? Yeah. That would be my question. It's all about, my thing is always about getting the rubber to hit the road, right? That one point of wisdom, you use it every round, everything you do, all the time. Always get the benefit of it. Yeah. Unless you get down to twenty, your 24th hit point or whatever, those other 20, I mean, I know, I appreciate it. It's comforting, yep. but it never happens, does it? Probably not. <laughs> I'll get you to pick the other one. And then this creature just comes around with an enormous hammer. <laughs> just kind of bang, 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 boom, 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 smashes you into the floor like a nail. <laughs> I think. <laughs> mm. 
I had pretty much decided to go with um, Shadow Touched Wisdom. Now you're making me worry about that. No, don't worry. I'm not going to do that. Obviously, there's no way I would ever do that to you, uh, Possessions, of course. So I'm going to I'm going to take that one anyhow for the extra yeah. DC on the spells and the invisibility spell and the other spell which I need to choose. I just okay. need to work Do you out. Need to choose it now, or is it, would it be annoying if you pick it? It's at from just no, it's from a defined list. It's got to be either cause fear, color spray, disguise, self distort, value, false life, illusionary script, inflict wounds, ray of sickness, or silent image. I just need to read between color spray. Sounds like the Tory party. What does um, <laughs> false whatever it was called? That's false, what I need to check. It? Distort value. Yeah. Distort value. I don't know what any okay. of those do, so I'll pick that and I'll figure out what, which one of those I'm going to What pick. do you want to do with your turn, then? Oh, I'm going to run away on the sweet stick, <laughs> flying through the um, zone of yeah. silence and finishing up outside it behind um, Sandy up in the air towards the ceiling. In the in the chamber of long sleep, so you're now all in the chamber of long sleep, and either all in the silence spell, or actually, you know what? I'm going to stay. Were. I'm going to stay in the silence spell up at the top, and I can always move out to cast mm-hmm. spells. So Just you're in all case. in the silence spell. You're all in the chamber of long sleep with the preserved bodies. Yeah, but the I'm up at the ceiling days. on the sweepstake. Is it a cylinder or a sphere? The silence spell. It's a sphere, I suppose. Are you sure about that? Then I'm going to be in it. As high up as I can. Right. Yeah, you're going to be in it. You're going to be yes. in it. Okay. You can see my point, which is yeah, that if it's a sphere the top and you're up by the ceiling, it's not actually covering. Basically, we got how? What is it? A twenty-foot sphere. Yeah. I don't want to get a pen out, but I don't know that you haven't just got away with something there. But anyway. Yeah. How tall are the doorways? The doorways are twelve foot. So I think mm. we'd have we, to. We would have. Look, it, it doesn't matter really. Does it's it? tight. It would be tight. But you get the point. There might be, in theory, a bit of a gap, yeah. an air gap, which would be a problem, obviously, for all of you. And you would all be dead by now. And the angels would be picking through your bones with their raggedy teeth. <laughs> but didn't happen. On lucky. On to the nasties of chaos on nine. That's the nasties of chaos. I'm going to say, give me a perception check, but none of you can hear anything and none of you can see what's going on. Something happens. I'm, we won't get into that. The beetle. I'm going to roll a d6 like I did last time. It doesn't really, it's not really brainified. On a one to three, it heads back. The, oh, it does head back and attack. Okay, so the beetle abandons its flight and it heads back to attack you. It doesn't know about the silence belt, doesn't know about anything. All it knows is that Parker is big, green and mean and tasty looking like a plant. And <laughs> it attacks him with its face. It's an <laughs> armor class. Fuck. Not enough. All. It only gets one attack around because it's a totally hopeless pile of beetly shit. But other things happen, so we will see. First thing that happens is actually no you can't hear that or see that either can you okay fine uh and there's nothing for parker burple i would say sandy just probably not sessions remember our erratic glitchy hologram Mm -hmm. it's back pretty much directly behind the beetle in the chamber that buggy just ran into when he was attacking the beetle so sort of in a straight line through the two choke points heading east to west it just sort of appears. Can uh, Burple certainly give me an Arcana check? Who's uh, who's proficient in Arcana? Well, it doesn't even have to be proficient. Burple, Arcana, 
Purple gets an 18. Oh, well, that's enough. And therefore, we don't need to worry about Parker and maybe technically Sandy, who I think it's touch and go whether or not she can make it out anyway. You think, Purple, observing this phenomenon, that it's one of two things. It's either something that is flickering in and out of existence, seemingly outside of its own control, or... And this is your sense of the most more likely of the two options. It is some kind of projected image. Yeah. Or an invoked duplicity. Right. Which is the, the clerical power, which creates a, a, a figmentary double. Yeah. You think it's probably that. You think that you're looking at something that is... It seems to be observing you, put it that way. But it seems to be not... It, the glitching in and out. It's not something blinking in and out of existence in order to protect itself. It's something that is compromised. It looks like it's. It looks like it is literally glitching, like a bad connection. Mm. I mean, I can't use. Shouldn't really be using twentieth, twenty-first century, whatever. But that's what you think it is. Anyway, it is in the chamber directly past the beetle. It crackles into existence. Other stuff happens, but you can't hear or see it. So we will move on to purple on nine. Purple will. <sighs> so I can't. If I if I sort of step north five feet, or if I'm looking from kind of here, I can't see anything where the... Uh, uh, yeah, hold on. Let me just do the most advantageous for you. I think that actually I'm not so certain that you can't see something. I'm just going to have a quick look. Yeah, yeah, you can see something. Hingehead is tucked in just around the corner in the corridor that heads south towards the main worm chamber. Uh, give me a perception check. Perception check is... You know what, you don't really need to make a perception check, actually. 12. No, give me a perception check. Give me a perception 12. Check. Yeah. And 12 is fine. So, there's something that's obvious to you straight away. As you crane, as you step to one side and you sort of lean out to see what you can see, this thing is filling up with worms from its feet. So... It's a suit of armor, right? Yeah. You can see, it looks like you've seen the, the tail end of a process that has been running. And it looks like it has been filling itself up again with worms, right? So you see the last few worms sliming their way in through the gaps and cracks in its plate-mailed feet and legs. Right. That's what you see. The perception check was to notice that that reconstitution of itself with the worms going in seems to have put it in a much healthier place than it was when you last saw it. Mm. Like, right, so it's well, healed like, itself. To, to some extent, you think that it's somehow replenished itself a little by absorbing the worms, yeah. Okay, understood. Well, I might, in that case, do some kind of offensive thing of some description okay. except I'm running a bit low on spells I might just go up and hit it okay then I might That's just go right. up and hit it well I'll do that all right then okay well, I could do my lightning thing if I've got that one still uh, let's have a look you've used it already today how many of them do you have use have I? I get, you've used it already today have I? what did I use it on? yeah you, you used it on the beetle and the okay. g-cube and the okay yes I have you're right okay so I'll run up and hit it Moving out of the silence, I'm assuming it's not mm. it, it. It's not currently screaming. I just can't hear it. So I'm sort of looking to see if it's currently. You can only just make it out. You can make out uh, to help you with readers. Burple and we're, we're drawing lines between squares on a grid. 
Burple can just sort of see the corner of the square that it's in, so I'm ruling that Burple can make it out just from where he's standing. Your dark vision is 60 feet or 30 feet? My dark it's just inside your dark vision, yeah. in the shadows, in the corner of the corridor, tucked around so you can just make out a little bit of it. You can see its foot, you can see a bit of it, you can see the worm slime within it. That's pretty much all you know. You don't know that it can see you. I mean, okay, you so don't I'll run up. Okay. Uh, the moment it can see you, as you run out, it shrieks. It has a mm. readied action. It has a readied action. <sighs> Not again. But it's moved. That is exactly what it's been doing. It's moved. Yeah, you can move and have a... Yes, you can move and have a readied action. Yeah, you can move and ready an action. That's what it did. It moved and it readied an action. It was Oops. not really able to see, <laughs> see you or make you out. So it was. I, I was being careful that. here. It didn't know about anything to do with silence spells or anything, I'm presuming. So it was just sort of... You're doomed. Yeah. I and it couldn't really see you. Now, I know Paul has been calling me mid-round, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> no, I call you far worse. Well, maybe. <laughs> but we're going to find out, Dan, um, uh, whether or not you make that saving throw. Whether or not you survive uh, to see not even uh, around. wormy day. When we pick things up next, next week. Thank you, Midrand Mike. Well, I'm sorry, but it is the best way to leave things. And then you get another orc dice. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, if you need it. Probably. The Billowing Hilltop Podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Spire of Long Shadows and Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. The Spire of Long Shadows was written by Jesse Decker. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 